And we're back with episode nine of Dog Football Weekly. It's your host Reed with your co-host Russ. And there's no special guests today. We're just gonna, you know, do a show with the two of us. But um some big news in the college football world, especially for Georgia. Rara Thomas was arrested the other night on I think family assault charges and there's one more charge. Russ, what do you think about it? You know, we've seen uh players get arrested over the years and a good example of uh an arrest is Javon Bullard. You know, he he was out for just a little while but then he came back. So, you know, the the Ra Ra Thomas case could you know, it could be it could be okay or it could be bad and you know I feel like Georgia has a way of um getting players back on the field, so I'm not sure that he won't be playing or that he will. I don't know. But I feel I feel like Georgia can get him get him back on the field. You know, it's it's a difficult situation for the university. It puts the school really in a bad light, in a bad spot. Probably they're probably gonna receive some unfair judgment regardless of what yeah. decision they make with the suspension or if they let him play or if, you know, they handle discipline themselves, which I think they most likely will. And I think that's unfair on the school and the coaches, but, um, you know, whatever, he's a great football player and he's, he would be a pivotal piece and will be on that team next year if he, you know, can stay out of trouble and, you know, get back on the right track and buy into what, they're trying to do in Athens. And, you know, if if he can't play, you know, if he's if the team dismisses him or something, you know, that that's a big hit for Georgia, you know, with the loss of Donnie Mitchell um to Texas. But, you know, so that's a big hit to the receiving core. You know, one of the places after the season that I was most confident in, really one of the rooms, was our um receiver room going into next season, and, you know, Blaylock entered the portal. Adonis goes to Texas. But we bring in two guys. Well, you know, we don't just have – we're not at the point anymore where we're like, oh, we don't need him, we don't need him. And, sure, that room will probably be fine without him because we'll have Lovett, Ladd, Rosemary Jack Saint, um, Dylan Bell. All four of them will be good to go. But it's always nice to have, a, to have an all-conference receiver – in that room, really two of them, and you and you know one of the one of the guys that I'm really excited to see play next year is Dylan Bell. I we saw flashes of him this year, and I think he was a a really good receiver. To be honest with you, for the position that he played behind all those people, and you know I th- he, I think he does a great job. He got put in a bad spot. True freshman comes in, and he's got to play. You know. Adani gets hurt, and they're looking for that other guy. And, you know, and he comes right in, and Ladd struggled at the beginning of the year, and we really needed a guy in that room to kind of not be a superstar, but do what he's asked to do, catch the balls he needs to catch, and just, you know, play good football. And he did that. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I was – when I first saw number 86, Dylan Bell, on the field, I, was, I wasn't sure. I was a little uneasy. I was kind of like, you know, well – can this guy play? You know, I hadn't really heard of him. I heard him when we recruited him, but, you know, kind of 
some of those guys get lost in the mix. And, you know, he really impressed me. He impressed me in all phases of the game. He's great in the screen game. You know, he's um him and Ladd and Rosemary Jack Saint, they're all great receivers catching screens. And, oh, we forgot about Arian Smith. We have him yeah. back, too. Mm-hmm. You know, he's – I would – I'd love to see him start next year. I think he's a great football player. And, you know, he – I mean, say you put him on, like, Auburn or something. Mm-hmm. That He's a he's probably a, a number two receiver for Auburn. Ole Miss, Auburn, like a – let me think. You know, A&M. But, you know, that, that shows that he's a competitor. He's in there, you know, fighting for a spot um, on the best, the best college team in the nation. So – Kirby's got a – he's worked his way. They've really built this kind of intensity and competitiveness that's hard to find. And the guys, you know, it really shows the true character of a lot of these guys because, you know, especially one, the one place where I see a ton is your running back room because you have you have Kendall Milton back, Dejon Edwards back, Branson Robinson and all three of those guys are running back ones on any other team in the conference. And they could be rushing for 1,200, 1,300, 1,400 yards a year and taking the majority of the carries and all conference this, all conference that, uh, Doke Walker award winner. But instead, you know, they choose to to kind of split their time in order to help the team succeed. And that really speaks a lot about their character. And I think that really helps their draft stock. In a way, obviously, they're not going to put up superstar numbers. But to have the willingness to, you know, put the team first and not yourself is a hard trait to find, especially in, um, you know, young men from the ages like 18 to 22. Yeah. Um, You know, I know this is Dog Football Weekly, but, you know, I want to hear what you have to say about, you know, the NFL playoffs this year. Well, there's been some great playoff games so far. I was really disappointed in the Eagles and Giants game this past weekend and the Bills and che- or Bills and Bengals. Yeah. You know, those two games really let me down. Josh Allen let me down. You know, he's turning into mm-hmm. – I'm not going to say he's – he's. you know, Kirk Cousins in prime time always struggles, and Josh Allen in the playoffs seems to struggle. You know, he too many turnovers, and he almost reminds me – Almost reminds me of Dak Prescott. Yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. I think he's more talented than Dak. Now, but they both turn the ball over a lot. They both have loaded teams with loaded talent, but they can't get past the divisional round. Yeah. And I mean, they had to go. They played a Miami Dolphins team with against Skylar Thompson. He's a third string, right? Yeah, third string quarterback. Third string quarterback, another seventh round guy. You know, and they they went down to the final minute. You know. Miami had the ball driving, and it, it was a horrible mistake by Mike McDaniel, you know, not to get a playoff on fourth and one. You know, I'm just not impressed. I think, you know, going into this weekend, I think Cincinnati is going to go into Kansas City, win a big game. I think they'll win 34-24. I think in the NFC, the 49ers beat the Eagles. I think that game goes to overtime. And I have – 37, 37, 34. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I like your picks. Obviously, that mine are a little bit different. I, I have uh, the Chiefs 
beating the Bengals this weekend and um, the 49ers beating the Eagles. The Eagles are, you know, they're good and all, but the 49ers, their offensive scheme and their defense is just unbelievable to me how good they are. And the, the Chiefs, they're going to win because Patrick Mahomes is a winner and he's the guy. And whether he's hurt or not, he is he's the guy that you know is going to come on the field and compete and and do what he's supposed to do. You know, he's – that game – I think Cincinnati has the better team, but sometimes it really doesn't matter. And I think quarterback play determines the winner of that game. And really not so – it's interesting how these teams – you know, the Chiefs and the Bengals are so quarterback-centric. Everything revolves around their quarterback, and their quarterback is their star. And then you go to the NFC, and yes, Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate, but he didn't do it by himself. Miles Sanders is a great back. Mm-hmm. A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Goddard, they're great playmakers. The 49ers, I mean, I think you could plug any quarterback into that system, and he'd be successful just because of how good their coaching is and I mean, those teams have great defenses, too. They're not just all offense, throw, 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 throw. So, it's a – you know, it's going to be – the Super Bowl this year is going to be an interesting game. It's going to be an interesting matchup. And, you know, I can't wait. Playoff – NFL playoff football is different. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not – you know, it's one of those things. It's hard to, you know, re- truly describe the intensity and the magnitude of the games and all that. But it's – um. It's really going to be – it's going to be tough. You know, whoever wins it, I could see all four teams winning it. I mean, you can you can pick anybody. Any team that you have right now could be – could win the game, and that's just how it is. Um, you know, with, with uh, the quarterback play, you know, you – you were talking about how special the quarterbacks are for Cincinnati and and uh, the Chiefs, but you know Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback and he can lead his team pretty well. I mean, but I think the key to for the 49ers to beat the Eagles this weekend is um, to make, just to slow their offense down. Jalen Hurts is not going to make that many mistakes at the at the position, so. If we if uh, the 49ers can give them like a few three and outs and give their their offense some some wiggle room, I think that's when they pull away from the game. You know, one of the things that I think is really undervalued in the NFL is a quarterback that that is mobile. I think the game's evolving more towards that. Um, you know, the reason why I picked the Bengals is not because I think Patrick Mahomes is or that Joe Burrow is better than Patrick Mahomes because truly I think Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. But that ankle sprain is going to put him in a position where he's really stuck in the pocket. And Joe Burrow, is his athleticism is kind of like Stetson Bennett. He's sneaky athletic. Yeah. He's got good speed and good feet. And, you know, his ability to run, Jalen Hurts' ability to run, Brock Purdy, haven't seen it a whole lot, but, you know, I think he can scoop pretty well. Yeah, he, he he's pretty shifty. You know, it's going to be – mobile quarterbacks are hard to come by in the NFL. And, you know, I think that 
ankle sprain, you know, Chiefs fans, Will's arms not hurt. Hey, this it, you know, he still throws his best pocket passer in the league, even if he can't run. That's true and all, but you know, he's not gonna have that same elusiveness rolling out of the pocket, making those big time throws on the run, all that you know, that's gotta wear down on your ankle and your body. And I think that injury is gonna be something that's tough to watch. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, capping capping this episode off a little bit, I I think uh I'm going to give my score prediction. I have Chiefs winning the Super Bowl 37-17. to 17. Against two 49ers. 49ers. Well, folks, you oh. can go ahead and book it. You heard it here first. Well, our sponsor today, by the way, is Valley yeah. Boys Honey. Valley Boys Honey. And obviously springtime is coming around. If you're looking for, you know, long hair, all your lawn care needs called W&W Lawn Care Will and Wyatt Lawn Care. Best lawn care business in the 478. Mm-hmm. They'll get you right. Fair price, fair estimate. You know, I'd trust them with my yard. I'd trust them cutting a golf course, the Masters. I mean, they're great at their job, and they're our sponsor for today's video. That's going to do it for today's episode of Dog Football Weekly. We hope you enjoy.